0: That's right. If you're hearing this voice, and the voice of Cody, it's Alex and Cody with the Get Ripped Podcast. We're going to be talking about all things health and fitness. Join us every Tuesday and Friday when we talk about health, fitness, and motivation. Make sure to check us out on all major podcast platforms so that you can listen whether you're in the gym, on the way to work, or just need that extra motivation to get through the week. Get Ripped.
1: This is Corey and I'm here with Martin and we're doing a stretch for a podcast.
0: What's going on, everybody? Happy to be back. Happy to have you all with us. Uh, We're going to talk about a lot today and I hope you all are looking forward to what we got to talk about.
1: All right. So let's just kind of get into it because there is some pretty good NBA stuff going on right now. One of the top things and before we get started, we know about the Dwight Howard situation. We've heard about the Dwight Howard situation, and like many of you, we've laughed about the Dwight Howard situation. But we will not talk about the Dwight Howard situation. Um, it's just—it's not. We're going to kind of keep it to the courts unless it's something affecting the um, being on the court. Um, but I did want to talk about this Kawhi. Pop situation, yeah. Cause um, I mean, Kawhi Leonard's having, I, I'm not ready to say he's having the top five season. I'm saying, oh, you I, don't think he is? I would say that he's having a Kawhi Leonard season, really. Where I think every season Kawhi Leonard pretty much dominates, and I, maybe it's just cause it's not a loud, boisterous domination. But he's, he's playing real good. And, and the only thing is I would say about Kawhi and why I don't think he's a top five season is because Kawhi is not statistically a top guy in any major category. And in addition to that, he hasn't played as many games as a lot of guys. They've held him out of a lot of games and the team is still winning. Yeah. So I think sometimes it's easy to say, oh, Kawhi is killing it because no, no one pays attention to the Raptors. So it's like, oh, Kawhi is killing it. Look, they won again and not even recognizing that Kawhi didn't even play. I agree with that. So that's why I'm really not at the point of saying Kawhi is having an MVP season, but Kawhi is across the board one of the best players in the league. Um, Greg Popovich, which – I have a weird kind of... Man, I just love what he's about. Like, I love the fact that he just changes what he is to every group of players that he has. Yeah. Um, but Greg Popovich came out and said that, um, although they won a lot, that Kawhi really wasn't a leader for them. Um. I don't know. What do you think about that?
0: Well, I've kind of stuck to the point of understanding who Kawhi Leonard was on that team. Now, he was a guy that went out there and got you buckets, and he did, you know, those little things, playing defense, um, getting steals, getting blocks. He was that type of guy, a guy that most people want in their locker room. There's a lot of teams around the league who don't have a Kawhi Leonard on their team. Now... For San Antonio, what makes this interesting is we're talking about a team who's been over the past, uh, what, 20 years?
1: Yeah.
0: Has had some of the greatest players that the NBA has had to offer. Yeah. I mean, you look at guys like David Robinson, who played on that team for a while, um, just a great, great player. Um, And then Tim Duncan, you know, one of the best players in the league from, you know, a stretch, as well as Tony Parker and uh, Manu Ginobili, all of these guys winning, you know, multiple championships. And you look at some of the smaller pieces that they have, the Danny Greens. Oh yeah, um, I
1: love his game.
0: You know, Patty Mills, LaMarcus Aldridge, Pau Gasol. You know, they added a lot of pieces to that team.
1: Well, and, so, you know, to be fair, real mm-hmm. quick, I just want to give you the full scope of what he said because I think the headline is X, but the full scope, he says... Kawhi was a great player, but he wasn't a leader or anything. Manu and Patty were the leaders. Of course. Kawhi's talent will always be missed, but that leadership wasn't his deal at that time. That may come as he progresses, but Manu and Patty filled that role last year, and LaMarcus Aldridge came a long way in that regard also.
0: Yeah, but Pop has to understand with all of those great players, I mean, we're talking some of these guys are legends. You yeah, know? oh yeah. How are you expecting a guy who was traded to come to your team, you all saw a talent in him, to become the leader in a locker room full of legends? I mean, that's, that's a hard thing to do, especially when you're competitive.
1: Well, I think what happens is, and I think, you know, post Kawhi Leonard trade, it's always going to be, you know, for Pop, is always going to be, well, how are you guys faring that you don't have Kawhi? How are you? How, how's everything going? That you don't have Kawhi. Yeah. And the reality is, I, I, from an outsider's view, obviously I'm not in the locker room, but I agree with Pop. If you look up, so you look at that 2014 team that won a championship. That Tim Duncan was still there. Yeah. He's not the leader over Tim. Tim's the um, leader. Yeah. When Tim called it quits. You still had Tony Parker and Mono Ginobili. Man. They were both leaders. Um, now, Patty Mills, he stepped up and he's more of a vocal guy. And Manu's a vocal guy. Kawhi, I don't think you're ever going to have a guy. I mean, I think the 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 great crime in the NBA is that we never got a chance to really get to see Tim Duncan's personality. Yeah. As much as it's reported that he had. But Kawhi, dude, we don't even get it during the game. Like a Tim would go and he would get tech. Tim would go and you would see. But Kawhi, I was watching the game and he didn't like a call. And he said something real quick. And then he pretty much huddled
0: down and was back and it was like. So what Kawhi had to say regarding the matter was they asked him about it. Um, and he just replied, you know, it was funny to him. Uh, he spoke about him hearing about it. Um, and he also mentioned that he didn't know if Pop was talking about last year or not. And he says, if so, you know, then I guess when you stop playing, they forget how you lead. But he said that he's a leader in the sense of he leads by example, going to practice every day, going hard, producing in, in games, uh, things of that nature. And when you think about that, there are a lot of guys who... I think I want Kawhi Leonard over than any of the guys that can do some of the same thing Kawhi does.
1: Well, you know That was kind of what Lamarcus said because a lot of people kind of, say, I mean, because Lamarcus, I mean, here's the reality is pop statement, two people could take offense from it Kawhi and Lamarcus, yeah. um, Aldrich. Because essentially, you would think he's, you know, Lamarcus, the highest paid player on the team. You yeah. think he should be the leader. And Lamarcus pretty much said the same thing. He says, I do it, I set the example in practice. Um, here every day, hard work, you know, mental focus, blah, 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 blah. And I agree. Like, but the reality is with the Spurs, you don't have a franchise that has knuckleheads that need people to be. Yeah. I mean, so you're always dealing with character guys. So, I mean, for a leader on that team, and that's why Pop said he wasn't a leader for us for a leader on that team he didn't need to be real vocal
0: no he because didn't.
1: they don't bring i mean look everybody knows this is pops world yeah so i don't know i think i think a lot of it is being made out of, I mean, out of nothing. Yeah. I think anytime you have these transactions or deals, everybody wants to keep going back between the two people. And oh, so what do you think about this? Or yeah. Like,
0: and I think I think Pop is just very still sensitive to the matter. I think Pop feels like you know Kawhi gave up on him and he kind of you know coached him and and matured him to a certain point. But I mean, it's just one of those things, man. It's yeah. A business thing, you know. If Kawhi doesn't want to be there, then let him go. But I think for Pop to keep talking about it, says a lot about. What's happening in San Antonio right now? Like they're just, not as strong as they I just have been.
1: think that if Pop just has the mentality of we don't talk about guys who aren't here yeah. and stuff, I think he gets roasted for that too. Yeah, that too. You know, it's just like Pop's always been one to speak his mind. He's not going to really, you know, um, he, he's going to tell you how it is, and I'm okay with what he said. I don't see anything that he said wrong, but I mean, I, I I think it's it gets clicks to an article, but to talk about something else. I'm just going to say two words and let you talk. Jimmy Buckets.
0: I mean, look, I, I already told you. <laughs> he walked off. I already told him. Jimmy Buckets is a dog. He, he's one of my favorite guys. He's been one of my favorite guys for some years. I was watching it live. Um, I knew I knew exactly what was coming. Oh, yeah. Uh, it looked just like, he looked like exactly the exactly the same as the Charlotte one. I think on this one, he went uh, you no. know, a couple. Same move. Well, his step back was just a little bit different. It was a bigger step back. It was a bigger step, back, a bigger he, step back. He, he and
1: dove he like, in a little bit harder.
0: Yeah, and he, he moved the ball a little bit different on the gather. But, I mean, it's the same thing. And, I mean, that's what they brought him in for. That's oh, yeah. what they need him to do. Oh, yeah.
1: Because if you look at it defensively, him and. Um, Covington are about the same. Mm-hmm. Offensively, the combination of Covington and Sarge is the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you need a guy where in the fourth quarter you need to win a game, and that's what Jimmy Buckets does. Now, I will say this. Um, I think, and I well, you know what? He's already paid his dividends right now. Because you know how, you know, they have that statistic wins over replacement war in baseball Mm -hmm. where they figure out if you replace him with an average player, how many guys is he worth in wins? Yeah. I mean, I think that we would still be a good team with Covington and Sarch.
0: Yeah.
1: um, But to have somebody that can close out a game. And if you notice, both times he put a dagger in the team came on the heel of him doing a crazy, insane play. So when he was in Charlotte, he had that block, and then he ran, he had that block on Kemba, yeah. jumped out of bounds and flicked the ball behind his back in the same motion and saved the ball. Yeah. And in this one, they had a jump ball. He fights, to I mean, the ball gets loose, he dives on the ground, gets the ball, rustles it, and secures the ball in the timeout. Um, that stuff doesn't show up. I mean, that stuff is just what he brings to the team. I will also tell you this. If you have the chance to see your team in your city and you can get tickets, go ahead and do that. Because um, we tape in Charlotte. We live, in, both live in Charlotte, North Carolina. And so when Jimmy Buckets hit that first game winner, I had the. I was going to go to the game. I always go to one game, usually the one in March. I was going to go to the game. Um, I was uh, we. My son had one of his um, friends over, and so I was like, was ah, do I really want to buy an extra ticket? I <laughs> and I cheaped out, and by the time I got home, I got home to see the overtime, and sit there and beat myself. For the fact that I didn't get a chance to see Jimmy Buckets hit a game winner. So, go ahead, spend the money, get the tickets.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're worth it right now. And yeah. You know, they, they got a pretty, uh, let's see here. Their schedule over the next 10 games or so, it, it's looking pretty light for them. Uh, they got a couple matchups where it might be a little bit tough playing the Raptors. And got a Grizzly team who's... On fire right now. But other than that, it looks like they can go on a pretty solid win streak. Yeah, at so least get I some think games. We're five
1: or six right now mm-hmm. um, in our last um, six games, um, five and six. But you know, I always go back to this and I always tell people the, 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 the formula is the same. Yeah. If you judge a good team by winning 50 games, to win 50 games, you got to win six out of every 10, and then you got to win the last two. I mean, so at the point when you know, and that's what it comes down to. And I think that some people get hyperbolic. Like um, the reason why I look at issues with Boston and teams like that is because I look at. So I look at the teams that Boston is down here with and Boston. The issue that I see with them is their defense is stellar. I mean, their defense is number two in the East. Yeah. Um, but their offense is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Their offense is 11th in the East. And that's just the East. I mean, they are, um, they're just, it's just not there where I even look at the issues with like the Sixers, like the Sixers, they are, I look at their points differential is zero right now, which make, gives me concern. But then I also realize that, yeah, Sixers had early in the season a couple lopsided losses. They lost to the Nets by 25. They lost to Boston by 18, yeah. you know. So we're not getting the full story. Um, and most of our wins haven't been by huge margins of victory. So uh, I just see some things broken with Boston. And I'm going to keep talking about it because I think so far they've been given a pass. Um, so let's go ahead and look at. You know what? Let's look at this um, lake show.
0: The lake show, man. The lake show. Look, I want to be the first person to come on here and talk about Luke Walton. Um, I just I, I, I don't like his style. And it's been that way for a bit of last year as well. I'm not sure what his beef is with Lonzo. That's I don't what happens know. Happens
1: when your dad calls for the coach's job.
0: Yeah, man. But you know, <laughs> right now, man. I mean, the decisions that he's making, I get it. I mean, if you watch the Orlando game uh, yesterday, which or Saturday, Sunday, excuse me, if you watch the Orlando game on Sunday. Um, it was a winnable game, but down the stretch, you know, LeBron made some interesting plays. But down the stretch, when it comes to coaching, and you got a guy, I think Contavious Caldwell Pope has played a very low amount of minutes, especially in the fourth quarter. I, I don't know if it's five minutes this whole season. Oh wow! But he ran him for the whole fourth quarter, and he ended up with five points.
1: Yeah. He, he play is one of those guys where I just always think should be better.
0: Well, he's the thing with KCP is that he's solely his game is solely based off of his ability to knock down a three, yeah, and knock down open shots. Um, when you're on a skid or you're not making shots, it's very hard for him to be effective. Can he play some perimeter defense? He can. He he gambles a lot, so a lot of times you know one cut leads to open basket when KCP is guarding you, but. I mean, he he he's a solid player when he's put in the right positions. Last year, he played pretty well for us. This year, it's a different dynamic of the team. Um, Coach Walton also went with Svee down down the uh, stretch as well, um, where he had a stretch where he had Lonzo and Josh Hart bench for the entire fourth quarter. Now, Lonzo is coming off of, throughout three quarters, nine points, ten rebounds, two assists, I think one block, two steals, or something like that. Yeah. It's very hard for me to think, oh, you know what? He made a decision that was... I think looking at it, he can't say he made the right decision. And that's what scares me, man. We're in a Western Conference, man. There's literally... Do you know what separates... Oh, it's... Three games, three and a half games from one to 10th. Exactly.
1: <laughs> um, also, here's another issue. And look, everybody loves you. Look, it, my affection for LeBron is, I love LeBron. Let's just be real. But um, here's what can't happen. LeBron James can't be your leading scorer, leading rebounder, leading assist man, leading um, steals. And the only person that has a leading stat in your stat line is JaBelle McGee leading in blocks. Mm -hmm. Like, you got to have something else. It's Um, Luke. Now, one thing, let's see. I wanted to look at um, three-point shooting because I think, well, Ray John's out, but that's a fluke. You would think that percentage, hmm. See, here's the thing. There's a lot of guys, too, that I think are taking threes that shouldn't be taking threes mm-hmm. on your team. Who you got? Um. I mean, he's taking, I mean, anybody's, well, KCP. He's, he's less than 33%. And he's averaging... I mean, he only plays 20 minutes a game and he's averaging three and a half a game. So that means he's coming in putting them up. I mean, like LeBron's averaging six, but that you kind of expect that considering the fact that LeBron averages 35 minutes a game. Um, And he's also shooting at a 37%, I mean, 39% clip. Um, Lance Stevenson, I'm going to be real. I don't want him shooting. He's knocking him down. Lonzo's, well. Knocking him down is relative. He's knocked down. I mean, he takes. He take. He's about one for three.
0: He was um last night going into I believe it was the third quarter. He was four for four. four.
1: Yeah, so that means that skewed his numbers because he was he's right now he's one point one for every two point nine. Yeah, he's thirty eight percent now. So last night skewed his number. Lonzo needs to cut down his shooting on him. I mean, he's below the league average.
0: He's at thirty six percent.
1: Yes, league average is thirty six Six, um Brandon Ingram, below the league. Well, thing is about Brandon Ingram, here's the reverse. He needs to be taking more. No. He's not making them, but what I'm saying is your team changes. The dynamic of that team and his effectiveness on the floor
0: changes when he's hitting shots. Yeah, but see, he's more of an off-the-dribble type of dude. And not, he can't go not off not the with dribble that on a three. But that's what he is.
1: But you can't have a guy in 32 shooter. minutes a game and only take in the modern NBA. You cannot have a guy pe- playing 32 minutes a game and only taking less than two threes a game. That's
0: Markel Foltz numbers. Yeah, but you know what that <laughs> you know what that boils down to? It's what? Coaching, man. What type of sets are you guys? Kyle doing,
1: Kuzma needs to stop shooting threes. He's taking as it's many. Coaching. He's taking five threes a game. And he's playing 30 minutes a game, and he's only making um, – one. The, he's only at 30%. I mean, it's just there's some guys on the team that shouldn't be shooting threes, and they're still shooting, and they really need to slow down.
0: But it's within a system, man. But then
1: the system also, there's – you guys don't have shooters, and that's always been an issue, though.
0: Well, so the thing is with um, the Lakers, they're right now in the middle of pack as far as shooting. I think they're 14th in the league. And the league is what, a matter of 28 teams? So 30. 30, excuse me. So they're right above the halfway mark as far as shooting goes in, yeah. in the entire NBA. The problem is the sets. If you get a chance to watch some of these games, you get to see what type of ball is being played.
1: Now, and here's it's the other terrible. Thing. So I'm looking at y'all's schedule coming up. and let's be real. You guys got Denver. I think that's a winnable game in Denver because Denver is kind of coming back to earth. They're sliding. The Pacers, I think, are going to be tough for y'all. Dallas and Phoenix, y'all should win those games. Then y'all got back to back home at home. I mean, home at home with the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Those are always tough. So if you split that, now you're talking about in your next six games. Now you're talking about three and three. Next six.
0: I, mean, I give them a little bit more than that. The
1: only reason why I say that is because Dallas is kind of a trap game because y'all are doing a um, – it's a um, back-to-back. So um, – and then y'all got Memphis. Tough, that's going to be tough. Miami, I think y'all got that covered. Houston, they're resurgent. I mean, Houston's looking like Houston again.
0: Yeah, they're getting there. I think – I mean, the only difference that you're seeing right now is they're knocking down shots. Yeah. But – if I'm not mistaken they just lost to Cleveland Is that correct?
1: Yeah So of Philly Cleveland has the Cleveland's one of those Weird teams where I mean You catch them On the right situation And But I mean You know Scratch that There's no excuse For anybody losing to Cleveland
0: No That's what I was about To get it's you scratch at that, yeah. So I appreciate you Doing it for yourself <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean There's just no excuse I mean I was I was hurt by that I was hurt dog. I was hurt Um Alright, so the other thing, real quick, is it safe to say, looking at the league right now, and I'm just gonna go through the standings real quick. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the east and real quick, look at and then look at the west real quick. Do we because you know it's weird, we did a podcast last year and we were talking about movement in the east and west, and we were like, there's no movement that's gonna happen.
0: Yeah.
1: So let's look at the east and west. Now they may change in the rankings. Looking at the teams that are out, Brooklyn, Wizards, Heat, Knicks, Bulls, Cavs, and Hawks. Any of those teams make it into the playoffs?
0: Give me that lineup again
1: Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Wizards,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Heat, Knicks, Bulls, Cavs, and Hawks.
0: If I had to put money on one team getting close, I'd go with Chicago.
1: Dude, you know what? I would have went Chicago too, basically because we've been talking about how good they've been playing. Mm-hmm. Do you know that Chicago is five
0: and fifteen?
1: Is five and fifteen?
0: Mm-hmm. They've been competitive. It's a competitive five and fifteen. I
1: understand that, but
0: and they're without they're without their best players too.
1: I'm just looking, but look at their division. They play Milwaukee is in their division. Mm-hmm. Detroit and Indiana. Mm-hmm. I don't see who would who you taking out of the playoff run for them to go in.
0: Uh, let's see here.
1: That's where I'm kind of stuck is like, all right, you could say Chicago getting in, but who do you take out?
0: I would take out the Hornets. The Hornets. And, and I would take out the Magic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would take out both uh, of those teams. I would take out both of those teams. Now the the team, Hornets are struggling right now. They're just been. They're getting by with Kimba Walker putting up numbers on guys' heads. That's true. You take away the numbers Kimba's putting up, that team's not competitive.
1: But that's also a lot of teams that have to jump over.
0: Now, the, now it now is, but when you look I at think it,
1: that is in trouble.
0: I don't see them. The magic is a fluke, and you know it.
1: I know, it's just, but they've been playing hard.
0: When we get to April, I don't think we'll be saying anything about Are they the going
1: to be selling off the pieces to this team? Because my thing is, um, I don't think they have anything to sell. Well, Vucevic. You, that, yeah, that's you, you can one. On Vucevic. No one wants to take the other contract because my no, thing is Eric they got to get Mobamba in the rotation anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't – I would like to see Brooklyn get in. No. You know what? For some reason, and I don't know why, I'm starting to like D'Angelo Russell. I don't – dude, your guess is as good as mine. But I I just look at what happened to him in L.A. Yeah. And then the fact he got traded to Brooklyn, and he's just been quiet.
0: Very quiet.
1: You know, he's just been playing basketball. And something about that I kind of like is like, you know what, you take your – you know. Yeah, but he's not been the best player on that team. No, but he's as good as he can be. You know, I remember it's so funny because that draft, I was like, man, we missed out on Daniel Russell because he went one yeah. pick
0: before yeah. the Sixers pick.
1: Yeah. yeah, that 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 didn't hurt me because that was the what the that was the
0: Embiid draft, wasn't it? Um. Yeah. Yeah, that was the Embiid draft, or because it went Wiggins went first. Or was that the Senators draft? Huh. No, because we had first pick Twenty D'Angelo Russell got drafted in
1: 2014 I think that's the Embiid draft Because I remember I wanted D'Angelo Russell And the Lakers got him
0: And then we had the next pick 2015 draft
1: Yeah, that's Embiid
0: 2015, yep
1: Because this is Embiid's fourth year Yep,
0: 2015 draft Wait
1: Who was in his class? All right. Let me see. Because now I'm starting to think, well, maybe I got that wrong. Uh, First selection was Carl Anthony.
0: T- oh. Yeah, B1 before. That was
1: Jaleel Okafor. Yeah. Because I wanted him, and we got stuck with Jaleel Okafor, which, man, that draft is looking pretty crappy. Um, All right. So... Looking at the West, and it's funny, man, the West is just teams just beating up on each other. Yes. Cause I'm just saying, like last week, Memphis was the number one team. Now they number four. Portland was number two. They number six. I mean, golly. But Portland's struggling. They've lost three straight. I don't know. You know, I don't think there's a way of fixing Portland.
0: Well, see, the thing with Portland is that their basic Foundation of the team is solely relying upon two guys and two guys only. two little guys, two little guys who shoot a lot of shots.
1: And the problem is, I don't know when's the last time there's been a team that has been driven by two little guys that has won. I couldn't tell you. I mean, it's just that simple. So real quick, looking at the teams that are out right now, Kings, Mavericks, Rockets, Spurs. Timberwolves, Jazz, and Phoenix. Does any any of these, man, any of these teams come in and at what expense? I would think Houston is in. I would think Utah is in. And I don't think Spurs got enough. Those are my two teams that I think that are in. Now, the teams I think are, are going to be out. I'm to say, strangely enough, I'm gonna say Memphis.
0: Hmm. Well, an injury can do can completely Memphis diminish is, them, is, like it's been for the past yeah. five years, six years. Excuse me. I
1: say Memphis and the Pelicans.
0: That's what I got out. I got um, I got the Pelicans out, and I got. I don't think I want to go with Memphis. I think I'm going with the Trailblazers. I think there's a move gonna be made there, and they're gonna have to try, probably try to blow that. But ship they up. got
1: pieces though.
0: They like do, but to me, it's it's not if working. the
1: Trail play, Blazers move, com, um, what's the name? McCollum. Sorry, McCollum for a a, a stretch four. I uh, see what we did there. Um, <laughs> if they move Conley for a stretch four, I think it works. Like the problem is they need another guy. They need a big they need a big guy who's switchable who can create his own shot.
0: And so without looking at the stats, I could guess McCullum is taking about 18 to 24 shots a game. I might be a little bit high on that. But I would say 18 to
1: 24. Um, let's take a look. McCullum is his shooting is 17.7.
0: Okay. So he's right at and, 18 buckets a and, game.
1: And Lillard is at 19.8. So between the two guys, they're taking 37 shots.
0: And that's what's keeping them competitive is those 37 shots. Well, now, if you move him for a stretch four, you're asking him to do what? Virtually 17 shots a game. But well, he has to be able to knock down threes.
1: Here's the thing. I say that you trade McCall, You see if you can offload. You're going to need a third team. But if you get McCullum, you offload um, Evans-Turner contract and throw in and get rid of your first-round pick and make that, and you get a stretch four back.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. Here's what you can do. If, if you're if you're uh, Portland, here's a trade that they I think— They have
1: way too many shooting guards. Well, do. that
0: and that's the thing, is that they're solely based Look at the roster. Hold on. Let me just go through this. I know. They got— Curry. Damian Lillard, yep.
1: McCollum, yep. Evan Turner, Nick Stauskas, Gary Trent Jr., Seth Curry, mm-hmm. Anthony Simmons, and Wade Baldwin in the fourth. Like, that's what, six, seven?
0: Now, Turner, he's going to play the three more. But, yes, you're correct.
1: That's eight players on a roster are point guards or shooting guards.
0: So, here's a trade that I think works out. And it makes it makes Scouse another team. Stouts gets
1: back to the Sixers? Oh, no. <laughs> we use, yeah, we could use him.
0: Yeah. Just spot up and shoot him. Trade McCollum to the Clippers. For who? Tobias Harris. Not going to happen. They're, Tobias building Harris. Our,
1: they're building their team around Tobias.
0: That's what we think.
1: But the problem is, here's their issue. The Clippers, and we're going to start doing this with this trade machine. We're going to start working with the trade machine, some on ESPN. But, um... If you could make that work.
0: Well, see, here. here's what it does. It clears up that position. Okay. And I say that because if Kawhi Leonard does want to play in L.A., he's, I don't believe he's going to the Lakers. I really do believe he's going to the Clippers. If you could cl- pair those two guys up, mm-hmm. McCollum and Kawhi, I think that's actually a better situation than trying to move Tobias Harris up to the four.
1: The problem is is that Tobias Harris doesn't make. You're going to have a hard time making that money work.
0: I mean, you could throw in some things.
1: You're going. I mean, because Tobias Harris only makes fourteen million.
0: You can throw in. You can throw in some things. So you would need to
1: make. I think it's twenty percent because McCollum makes twenty five million. So you would have to uh, come up with six more million. So then you would probably need to take like a Tedosic probably like a Tadosic or Patrick Beverly.
0: Trace but see, hat.
1: but the problem is if you're the Clippers, you want to keep Patrick Beverly, all the guys that you have, that you wanna you wanna keep those guys for one reason. Why's that? Because their contracts expire at the end of this year.
0: Yeah, that's the only thing.
1: So you don't want to get rid of those expiring contracts. That's literally
0: the only thing.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know what you can do.
0: Like, it's a tough situation, but look, I got them out and if I had to run with a team in the West who I, I think is going to get in there, um, we just, give me one second here. Okay, here we are.
1: And McCollum, whoa, McCollum. I got sport. the
0: Mavericks in you
1: got the Mavericks in.
0: I got the Mavericks in. I need to make sure I got to that. I got the Mavericks in. I'm looking at uh. If
1: you can, look,
0: Luca right now. Oh, Luca's the monster. I'm looking at the chemistry that they Luca got. Luca might be like Swiss beats the monster. Luca's killing it. If I had to take anybody, I'm definitely going Dallas. Getting in there.
1: Interesting. Well. That's gonna be interesting. Now I gotta follow, now I gotta watch some more. Um, whatchamacallit games? I gotta watch some more. Um, 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 Mavericks games because I, I obviously he's on my radar. Um, mm-hmm. Luca, but I gotta see what else they got because last time I was watching them, they didn't have um, Harrison Barnes healthy. So okay. Um, and then you got whatchamacallit coming back, Dirk coming back next month. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It can get interesting.
1: It's, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. But um, let's go ahead and put it a pen into this. Next week, we'll try to play around with the trade machine a little bit. Oh see, yeah. Um, what kind of deals we think could possibly happen? Um, before we close out this um, podcast, let's go ahead and plug a few things. Um, first, if you go to Gig. Network. it's gigpodcasting.network you will find the family of podcasts from the Gig Podcasting Network that includes the Get Rip Podcast that includes this one that you're listening to, Stretch 4 the RPO Podcast from the mind of my 7 year old the Lamar and Corey Show and the Gig Essentials Podcast you will also see various, um, various ads on there if, you, if you're going to do some Amazon shopping, the best way to support the show, go to our website, click on the Amazon at, um, link, it'll take you right to Amazon, and what it does is they give us a little commission for the things that you purchase, we don't get any of your shopping details or anything like that, it's just a way of supporting the show. Um, also, we are in development of a brand new podcast, and is actually going to be hosted by my man Martin. Yes. Um, it's going to be highlight um, camera photography, still, I mean, but I mean, cell phone camera photography. So, we're going to talk about what's involved with that. Martin's going to have that show. I'm just going to be kind of in the background and doing stuff like that. But this is going to be definitely uh, Martin's creation. He's an excellent photographer. If you haven't checked him out on Instagram, Martin, tell them where they can see your work.
0: You can check me out on. Instagram and Facebook at the philosophy, and that's F E E L O S O P H Y. Once again, that's Instagram and Facebook at the philosophy, F E E L O S O P H Y. Over to family.
1: Alrighty, and so um, definitely check um, check Martin out on the philosophy. It is excellent work and he actually is working with a number of athletes right now Mm -hmm. um but also he has some really good um examples of his work and he's going to be doing some stuff with using camera photography i mean um, cell phone camera photography how you can make your personal pictures a little bit better um anything else that you want to
0: um no not that i could think of i guess just uh be ready for the next one and Oh, definitely, definitely. We're gonna be
1: watching some games. Hit us up in the. Um, oh, by the way, you can reach out to the. And I don't think we've actually really mentioned this before. Um, you can reach out to the show and leave comments or um, leave us a message. Actually, um, there's two ways. So if you would just like to reach out to the show directly, you can email us at gpn stretch the number four at gmail.com that's gpn stretch the number four at gmail.com if you would like to um if you would like to leave a message for the show um i'm going to give you that real quick you can go to anchor.fm and you're going to type in stretch hyphen four written out so anchor.fm um, forward slash stretch hyphen four, and you can listen to the show, but it'll also let you um, leave a message to the show um, and and kind of give us feedback, and we'll love to hear from you. Um, but other than that, until the next one, safe.